We are. We are. We are cultivate. 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 We are cultivate. Welcome to a special mini-sode of Ye Old Crime, the show where Maddie and I discuss the funny, strange, and obscure crimes of yesteryear every Wednesday. This special bi-weekly segment is called Can You Crack the Cramp Word, which is slang for a difficult or obscure term, which I thought was very fitting. And with me today is Marissa from the Victorian Variety Show podcast. And before we begin, I'd like to give her the opportunity to tell us a little more about herself and her show before we get started. Thanks, Lindsay. I am really excited to be on this show. Thank you so much for asking me. I am the host of the Victorian Variety Show podcast, which is a bi-weekly show. It comes out once every two weeks, and I'm actually coming up on one year. Really? My first episode, my first real episode was in the first week of August of last year. So it's exciting, especially yeah. to be doing this interview around the one year time. And I basically just look at something from the Victorian era that you don't normally see covered when you see the Victorian era represented on like TV or in the movies or something like that. Not mm-hmm. that there's anything wrong with like A good recent example, I think, is if you've ever seen this Geico commercial where there's this woman and she has all these Victorian ladies at her house and they're playing croquet and drinking tea and doing very proper things. And, you know, that's all very funny and all. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I like that kind of stuff. But there's also a lot of darkness and also a lot of weirdness in the Victorian era that people either don't know about or they don't associate that with the same time period they tend to think that the victorian era is just very proper people a lot of oppression and there definitely was Mm -hmm. but there's also a lot of really strange stuff going on and there's also a lot of stuff that we don't realize that is popular today that actually was popular during the victorian era like for example i did an episode a few months ago on tattoos there was a Yes. bit of a tattoo craze during the Victorian era. And I don't think that's something that a lot of people would have known about. I honestly didn't know about it until I started doing research on possible topics that I wanted to cover. And I'm like, oh, wow, there was this big tattoo craze in the Victorian era. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I really enjoy it. I originally, I think when I started doing it, I, I, specifically wanted to look at the more offbeat stuff and then the longer Mm -hmm. I've been doing it the more I've realized that a lot of this stuff is tied to things that we may have learned about in school like for example colonialism was huge during the Victorian era and another episode that I did fairly recently on taxidermy that has a lot I mean it didn't start in the Victorian era but there was like another kind of craze during the Victorian era for taxidermied animals. A lot of that was tied to imperialism and colonialism and that kind of thing. So I'm finding all these connections to things that maybe people did learn about in school, but they didn't realize 
everything was connected like this, which I, I think mm-hmm. is wonderful to like make these connections and hopefully help my listeners make these connections as well. Yeah, for sure. So that's kind of a good segue into my first question. Okay. <laughs> kind of as you mentioned, you do focus on a variety of topics that kind of fall within the realm of the Victorian era, which I right. love. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Can you clarify for our listeners sort of when the Victorian era actually was. Right. The Victorian era officially started with Queen Victoria's reign, which began in 1837 and ended in 1901 with her death. Mm -hmm. There is a lot of crossover I found with the early 19th century. So the few decades before the Victorian era, for example, when I did my, one of my first episodes, or maybe, I don't know if it was one of my first episodes exactly, but it was last fall, I did an episode on science fiction, because mm-hmm. again, that's a genre that I don't think a lot of people associate with the Victorian era. And actually, one of the most influential books that could be considered science fiction was Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Now, technically, that was before the Victorian era started. I think it was originally published in 1818, but it had a huge influence on science fiction writers during the Victorian era. So I've definitely found a lot of crossover before and then after as well Mm -hmm. with the Edwardian period, especially. That was the period, I think it goes up to Uh, officially at least it goes up to 1914 going into world war Mm one so i do find some crossover there as well and when i find that i do like to mention that in my show because they're really i don't think it's like intellectually honest to just look at the victorian era sure by itself there are so many connections also I don't specifically focus on England. I also look at a lot of what was happening in the United States during this time, Mm -hmm. because there were a lot of similarities. Some of it was influenced by what was going on in England, but other times I think there there was just kind of the same phenomenon happening on both sides of the pond. Mm -hmm. I would like to focus on some other countries as I continue doing this show. So far, most of my research has been focused on England and the United States, but definitely I have mentioned things that have happened in Europe, like France, Germany, Mm -hmm. India as well. So I definitely would like to look around the world, what was happening going forward as well. Sure. Yeah. It makes sense that India would be part of that because colonialism, but (laughs) (laughs) you know, we know how it goes. Exactly. (laughs) So, What got you interested in the Victorian era? I have always been interested in history. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was something I really enjoyed in school, but it was weird. I never really took a lot of classes. And I don't know why, because it was the kind of thing that when I didn't have any history classes, I was like, you know, they're kind of boring. Mm -hmm. But then when I did take a history class, I really, really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think part of the reason that people might think history is boring is because sometimes the way it's taught, the teachers can be very dry. Yes. Yes. And I've been lucky because the classes that I did take, I really enjoyed the teachers. 
So I do think that's important, but it's, it is the kind of thing where I go back and I'm like, why didn't I get a degree in history? Like I have a degree in writing. Why didn't I get a degree in history? Because that's really what I love. I love to do the research. Yep. I love to find out everything. I, I love to find out everything that was going on. Sometimes I, I run the risk of finding too much research, and, <laughs> like not knowing where to stop. I'm one of those people. Yeah. The rabbit holes. Yes. Yes. I have been there myself. So <laughs> exactly. And like knowing what to use and my, my, cause I don't have a ton of time to record right now. So I try to keep my episodes fairly short, which is why sometimes I try to extend it over. Like I, I try to do like a mini series, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. I just get really, really into research and learning as much as I can. And I trying to find parallels between what was going on then and what was going on now, Mm -hmm. because I think it's important to look at the period and what was going on. And I do think that there are times that we can look back and we can be maybe critical of what was going on, but at the same time, I think, especially with the with the Victorian era, I've noticed a lot of judgmentalism. I don't know if judgmentalism is a word, but <laughs> it uh, is now. <laughs> <laughs> but I've noticed in particular, well, I don't think this is the only topic necessarily, but I've done quite a few episodes on death. In fact, my last two episodes were on death dolls, mourning kits, and I covered both of those topics in one episode. And then my last one was norms for Victorian women in mourning, like what they wore, what the periods were. And I think that, especially in the United States, I think is a very, very death phobic culture right now, which I find a little hypocritical after COVID with all the mass shootings. I mean, I'm not going to go into a lot of that, but we tend to run from death and we tend to deny it. Mm-hmm. And especially when I was first getting the podcast started, I noticed a lot of articles saying, oh, those Victorians were so bizarre because they were so obsessed with death and things like that. They would wear black. Some of these women would wear black the rest of their lives. They would stay in mourning. Oh, how could they do that? They wore these oppressive outfits. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's like, like you said, you have to put, you have to consider the context of why they did things the way they did. Exactly. Death was just a natural part of life back then. Like, people just died all the time. (laughs) Like, from, from illnesses, from accidents, you know, like, from playing with things that we now know are super poisonous like lead or radium arsenic you know like everywhere. arsenic you know like <laughs> it's honestly if you survive the victorian era then it's like kudos to you because a lot exactly. of people didn't and i, I don't want to be a downer but we're kind of in one of those periods now. And to me, it's like I said, I think it's hypocritical to look at the Victorian era and say, oh, they were so weird that they did these things because I mean, maybe, maybe they were, maybe, I don't want to say accepting it, but maybe they were coping with it in a way that we could learn from. Okay. We don't need to bring back the arsenic veils. I, I mentioned in my last episode that a lot of these veils that were dyed black in black crepe, 
they were filled with arsenic and these widows would have these veils over their faces and be breathing the arsenic. And I yep. don't want to ever bring those back. But <laughs> that's a, no, that's a bad fashion <laughs> choice to bring back. Exactly. But there are some other things that I think we can learn from. Like one of my favorite sources, one of my biggest influences is Caitlin Dowdy and the Order of the Good Death. I think like Caitlin probably was one of my inspirations for looking more into the Victorian era and mm -hmm. doing research on death and some other things. I think what she does is she really educates people on death practices around the world and throughout history and ways that we can maybe learn from them and incorporate some of those into our own time so that we have like a healthier way of dealing with death. Mm -hmm. Yep. I hope I didn't go too far off topic. <laughs> no, I like that. That's yeah. I think you're, you're right. There is, we are starting to kind of come into a period where there, there are definite parallels forming. And I do think yeah. it would be, It'd be good to see a resurgence in people kind of coming up with practices that help them deal with the reality of death, you know? Exactly. So it happens to everybody eventually. Yeah. So <laughs> last question. Is there a particular topic that you've either already covered on your show or plan to cover that you're really excited about? Yes, I um. I I have started doing research for my next episode. Hopefully I'm going to actually start because I, I write my scripts ahead of time so I don't get too far off track, but sure. I, you know, I like to kind of play off them, but I at least have a basic outline when I sit down to record most of my episodes, mm -hmm. but I really would like to look at magic. I don't usually talk about my episodes ahead of time. I don't know yep. when this is coming out exactly. But this one I will because I have been posting pictures from this magic book that I found online. I have been posting on my Twitter the last few weeks. What drew me to this book was some of the tricks that they seem like looking at them from contempor a contemporary perspective. They sure. look really weird, but <laughs> I got intrigued. Like I've, I've, I've already done an episode on spiritualism, yep. so it's... I'm just going to focus on stage magic, illusionism, that type of thing. I found some really great information. And from what I found, I have a feeling I'm probably going to be doing more than one episode on it. Probably I might do a, a little mini series again, but I'm just really excited because this is something that I didn't really think of doing until I came across this book recently. And I'm like, Oh, this looks, this looks so <laughs> awesome. So I don't know if I'm going to be talking about the tricks per se in the next episode. I might just do like an overview of magic shows, why they became popular during this period. Sure. What were some of the trends that led to them becoming so popular? Who some of the big stage magicians were during the Victorian era? But yeah, it's something I'm definitely looking forward to. That's awesome. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I remember, I remember the, the wonderful skeleton picture that you shared yes. on Twitter. <laughs> I yes. Like, I want to see a wonderful skeleton. That'd be awesome. So <laughs> Yeah, that Masculine and Cook, I believe, was the duo. They have some really interesting posters online. The other okay. ones are gory. I don't know if I want to say gory <laughs> so much, but they're they're more macabre. And okay. I want to save them until the episode actually comes out. Sure. Probably go ahead and look them up on like Bing images or something like that. But 
I thought that was a I thought that was a good one. I, I love the wonderful skeleton too. But like I said, I think yeah. I think most skeletons are wonderful. Yeah. I mean, and he looked really happy to be there. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> kind of added to the appeal of the poster. So what's the first thing that comes to mind when you think of the Victorian era? Arsenic wallpaper? The fear of being buried alive? Tattoos? No? Well, perhaps it's time we change that. I'm Marissa, host of the Victorian Variety Show podcast. In each episode, I discuss an aspect of life during the Victorian era that you may not have heard about before. But once you do, you may never view this period of history quite the same way ever again. So join me as I explore the lesser-known side of Victorian history. Check out the Victorian Variety Show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeart, or wherever you get your podcasts, if you dare. All right, well, that is the last of my questions. So, are you ready to try to crack some cramp words? I am. Okay. (laughs) Your first term is all my eye. And I like the eyeball. I would think that that would be like maybe something so shocking that like their eyes were wide open, something like that. You're you, you pretty much got it. It's answer of astonishment to an improbable story. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So one for two already. All right. So your second term is la bears, and I can spell it for you. Okay. So it's L-U-B-B-A-R-E-S. This one, la bears. Um, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, <laughs> this is a good one. I have, I have no idea. <laughs> okay. Um. I I don't even know where to begin with this one. (laughs) (laughs) So no guesses? Um, I I just like a, maybe a a, a really twisted sweet nothing that a man might whisper into his wife's ear. I I, I don't know. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I like that answer. The real answer is la bears are country bumpkins or men of a low degree. Wow, do you know like where like specifically what area it was popular in? I will have to look that up cuz the the term that like the phrase that it was mentioning was sturdy la bears. So like <laughs> country bumpkins so let's see let's see if it says apparently it was some a term that was used in the navy and the army so that's something it doesn't say when that that's really interesting though i i i just had no idea on that one i know (laughs) well this the book that i'm looking at that has it in it is was first published in 1680 wow 
but it's since been updated. So it's a dictionary of slang, cant, and vulgar words. Wow. I think I have a copy of this book somewhere, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. And it was from the streets of London. That's where the the terms were used most often. Spoken by the wandering tribes of London. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so it came out again in 1860 was when it came out. The updated version came out, 1860. I got to check that out. That's that's awesome. I'll send you a link to it. It's on Gutenberg. So, oh, that would be that would be fantastic. I love I love Gutenberg. I do too. It's great. I've done some research on Gutenberg for um, my episode about the man that was exposing the Freemasons. Okay, because I yeah. I was able to skim through a copy of his book. It was like three hundred some pages, and it was dense. So I was like, I'm just gonna wow. skim. <laughs> I don't have time to read all of this in two days but yeah it's cool what you can find on Gutenberg that's a really good I love Project Gutenberg yeah me too it's fabulous well you got your first one I mean that's pretty good that was this I that one I wasn't sure about either but it, you know it was a little that one I could picture a little better but this one I was like I, I, I don't know I think it's a great word but I, I just yeah <laughs> Well, now you can use it if you ever run into some country bumpkins, I guess, you know, as <laughs> as one does on the regular. <laughs> well, I would like to thank Marissa for joining me today for Can You Crack the Cramp Word? And before we go, can you tell our listeners where they can find you on social media and when new episodes of your show drop? Absolutely. I have a Twitter, uh, the Victorian Victorian Variety One. So it's Victorian and then V A R I E One on Twitter. And I post a lot of pictures that I find. They don't necessarily have to do with like the current episode of my show. It's just stuff mm-hmm. that I find interesting while I'm doing research, just sure. random stuff I come across sometimes. But a lot of times people like seeing that kind of thing. I mean, I did. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you. (laughs) And I put my episodes out every other Saturday. That's the schedule that I've been doing for the last year. I think I'm probably going to stick with that. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty much on all the platforms. As of today, I'm on the Bullhorn platform, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Good Pods, Amazon Music. And they're also, I'm going to be giving Lindsay a link tree so you can go there and check everything out. Everything's there, by the way, on the link tree. Awesome. Well, thank you again for being on the show. It was lovely talking to you. Same here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And on (laughs) that note, as always, I'm Lindsay, and I'll see you next time with another tale as old as crime.